to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes their active writing, which can sometimes be not easy, and tries to make it less not easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Melissa, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Isn't that a good joke? Get it? <laughs> no, I don't get it. Oh, oh, you have to like, there's apparently a subway, I think, maybe you, you know, take a cab. I'm not sure. I've only been in New York once and I wasn't, I don't think I was anywhere near Carnegie Hall, so yeah no no practice so see that's the thing how do you get because it's okay does it take practice <laughs> a map gps i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know um so I, what i was deftly introducing is that the uh, theme for today's episode is we're going to talk about practicing yeah writing is practicing and how to practice yeah and we covered this once before in a previous episode which i will link in the description notes but I think in that mm -hmm. episode, we talked a lot about giving yourself space to practice um, and mm -hmm. not tying the work that you're doing into something that has to be published or something that has to make money, but allowing yourself to the, the freedom to explore and write things that were just sort of for fun for you to build your skills without having some kind of external reward tied to that, mm -hmm. which is great. And I still stand by that. But I wanted to talk specifically about practicing the skill of writing. Like, what are the things that we do mm. to improve the quality of our writing? Because I think when you look at any other artistic field or endeavor or any athletic field or endeavor, there are practice sessions, right? There are drills and there are repetitive things that coaches teach you to do in order to improve your performance. And yeah. I don't see that in writing. I think what we tell writers is just write more and you'll yeah. somehow magically get better. And that is not, that's a myth that I kind of want to put down today is like, that's not necessarily always the best advice. That's a really good point. Yeah. Cause like I, right now I'm trying to exercise more. It's my, my, my thing. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a difference between just kind of moving around and really training right like you, there are certain ways that you train to for better fitness so i could see how you know, that metaphor makes a lot of sense just doing it the same way over and over doesn't you don't grow from that no not necessarily and i think it's also i mean you can't have some growth but it's accidental it's not intentional and that yeah. i think is the difference between practice and like just repeating the same task over and over again so how do we so how do we practice? What's the what's the difference between just staying level and really pushing yourself to improve while still maintaining a mindset you know of of uh positivity and freedom without attaching yourself to results. Yeah, well I think one the first thing is to give yourself space to practice, mm -hmm. right? To separate your productive writing time. I'm working on this novel. I'm working on the screenplay to this is time for me to practice. This is just like going to the gym, right? <laughs> like this is training. Mm -hmm. It's not about like the actual end result. So I think setting ah. yourself up to do that is like the first major mental mind shift that you have to make. That's really interesting. I never thought of it that way. Like you have your, your, yeah, like you, like you have your games and you have practice. Like if you're an athlete, 
I've always resisted using athletic metaphors, but in this case, it sounds like it works. But you can use it even thinking about theater, thinking about acting, right? You have experience in acting. You have dress rehearsal, right? And you have your performances. You have rehearsal time, which is kind of more practice. It's a form of practice, right? Um, But you also have like memorizing lines, (laughs) right? Or you have specific training on dialect and vocal coaching and movement. And those have nothing to do necessarily with your end of the year performance that you're doing or whatever yeah it's i mean it 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 is for it but it's not like you're going to be performing that thing you're doing right yeah you do a scene study just to improve your skills yeah that makes a lot of sense so i think the first thing i and i think we're at a a detriment because as writers like you see writing coaches but there's not really a thing as right like mm-hmm. it's so vague anybody can call themselves a writing coach and they do a myriad of things a lot of which I don't find helpful I think as a writer you have to become your own coach which means you need yeah. a way to assess like where are you weak where are there opportunities for growth and that means you need trusted peers trusted people in your circle whether it's an editor a manager a writer's group to help you identify where the gaps are at first because mm-hmm. otherwise you can't figure out what skills to practice, what skills to develop. Yeah, what you're good at and what you're not, it's hard to tell. Like, yeah, because if you're like a swimmer, you can get a swimming coach. You know, if you play any any sport, you get, get a coach to coach you in that, you know. Even if a singer, you can get you take voice lessons or play a musical instrument. Yeah. But uh, acting coaches, these all exist, but writing coaches is kind of – Kind of, yeah. It's, and so, it's yeah, the it's only thing that, like, if I get a, a vocal coach, coach for singing, they don't just listen to a demo or, like, one performance or song and then go, okay, here's all the things you did wrong, right? They, they are deliberately, yeah. like, giving you exercises to practice. But, but that's not yeah. what writing coaches do. <laughs> no. It's always, it's always based on the, the piece mm-hmm. and not on your inherent your skills that you are building yeah which is unfortunate so so let's talk about some of the things that i think you can do i'm sure there's more i would love for people who are listening to comment on social media to find me send me dms i want to know what your thoughts are Uh, maybe we'll revisit this again on a different uh episode but yeah i'm really excited about this idea i think it's i think i think we need to transition we need to to start this movement in the writing community yeah. of deliberate practice and what does that I have always like? felt like I've always felt that there is kind of a the way the writing community works in terms of of gaining skill and training and the way you train writers I've always kind of felt like it was a it not quite right so yeah I'm I'm totally with you on this Yeah I mean I think the first the first thing that comes to mind the thing that's most accessible to people and that they probably have done some form of is the grammar, right? Because that's what most mm-hmm. people, they think, oh, like I had to break down sentence structure or diagram sentences, or I had to like just practice, like when do I use this grammar rule <laughs> and, and drill mm-hmm. that in? And like, yes, that is somewhat helpful. Like if grammar is a weakness, well, then study grammar. That's fine. <laughs> and there's rules, right? And there are, it's concrete. So that helps. Mostly, yes. <laughs> yeah, mostly. I mean, you can you get, get those copyrighted fights. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I I will start with my most controversial idea, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that I have done in, uh, see, undergrad. 
and does a it involve nudity? Films. No, it, it does not. Uh, it does not involve nudity. It's not that controversial. Then. <laughs> but hey, artists get to sketch nudes. I don't like, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's not that controversial, but it is about rewriting work that you admire. Um, yes. And I think that there is such a fear of plagiarism and because we cannot separate practice from like the work the creative work that I'm making we are afraid to touch anything that has already been written and I think there's something about taking a scene and breaking it down rewriting it either transcribing it because that can also help you understand what's happening um Mm -hmm. but also like we had an activity where we took it sentence by sentence and we rewrote that sentence in sort of our world, but we used the same construction, right? So if it was a shorter sentence or a longer sentence, if it had, you know, like we went through and followed the same rhythm of an author that we admired. And it teaches you so much about voice and tone and the choices that someone has making it it feels a little bit like a mad lib and of course you can't just take that and and say oh look at my story i wrote but it's great practice yeah i mean in artists do that all the time you're constantly copying the masters Mm -hmm. right you i mean part what an exercise is copy this painting and in doing so learn their techniques see exactly how they do it in a way that you don't get when you're just looking at it so I can see it makes perfect sense that you would take a sentence or a paragraph or a story and and copy it either either just word for word just because that you know helps you see it a different way or I'd love this idea of of switching it out of like okay here's the here's the the structure now use that structure yourself and and see how that feels right really and, cool. and you can really play around with it I found it helpful for description because I was really struggling with description. I'm a fast-paced writer mm-hmm. and I jump from dialogue to action and I don't often describe the setting and the world. Mm-hmm. And so to take an author who had a very vivid, detailed description about the world and be forced to slow down and think about how they did it and then recreate that, it was a challenge, but it also helped mm-hmm. me understand like, oh, here's a different way. Like here's the different layers in which they're creating that atmosphere that I'm skipping over. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm totally going to do that. Yeah. I will also plug that, you know, some people might be wondering, well, why would you just sort of transcribe <laughs> something that was already written? But for specifically, I found it helpful for screenwriting because mm-hmm. the format is so wonky. Um, and a lot of us get intimidated when we sit down at a software that we're not as familiar with as Word and we start typing. Um, and to take a script that is already written or to take a a transcription from a TV show and try to turn that into a script. It allows you to really understand the structure of screenwriting without having to worry Mm -hmm. about creating any of the story, right? So you're just trying to figure out how would they have captured this on paper um, or you're, you're like learning about, oh, this is when we use this feature. This is when we tag it as this element. This is how we do a voiceover. Um, So it is actually a really helpful exercise for screenwriting, I would assume the same for like if you're writing a, a stage play or a graphic novel, something that's in a different mm-hmm. format, like that can be a good exercise. I've even done it just from prose. It's kind yeah. of a warm up um, to take a because I know for me, after I read something, those 
that those rhythms and those words kind of stay with me. They have are like I'll watch a show and I'll I'll find myself talking like them mm-hmm. for a little while. I just you know, just kind of absorb it. And so that kind of might prime you a little bit. I mean, this isn't you're not going to end up copying that author's style, but it just kind of, you know, wakes up certain things. Um, if nothing else just kind of gets you you're you're moving, like gets the words showing up on a page so they're not empty, you know, like so yeah, it sounds counterintuitive, but it's certainly I've, I've personally found it to be helpful. It's the gateway, right? Like a lot of actors do that. They have a trigger that helps them snap into character. And that can be a way mm-hmm. to help you snap into the world that you're trying to write. Especially mm-hmm. if you're doing historical or fantasy or something <laughs> that is maybe a little bit more challenging uh, to get into the right headspace for. Oh, that's cool. Okay, what's next? I want more. <laughs> well, we've already talked about the the second one, which has been um, fan fiction and, and spec scripts, which I'm yep. lumping together, right? So borrowing somebody else's world and characters. And I think that's a really helpful practice for uh, understanding plotting, right? And story mm-hmm. structure, because all you have to do is figure out what is the, what is happening? What are the actions that are happening? Um, mm-hmm. And also mimicking voice, because you have to know enough about that author to play in their world and to write characters that sound like their characters yeah i think that helps you you know if you are if you don't want to worry about character development and you want to just worry about story well like, let's just use these like we'll put these training wheels on right this is not what we're focusing on so we're going to use canned characters not canned but you know like other existing mm-hmm. characters and then now you all you have to worry about is is the plot part or whatever and you know to, to help you Focus on one element because there's so many things you have to do at the same time. That's one of the great things about using a fan fiction or spec spec skip bit. Using one of those things um, <laughs> is because it it helps you narrow your focus a little bit. Yeah, and that's what we want to do. We want to isolate specific things and then find ways to practice them. Just like you know, if you're an athlete, at no point are you going to be like you know someone's out on a field playing football at no point are they going to lift something up and do a bicep curl with it but you know those guys are doing bicep curls in the gym right so it's the same idea exactly yay this is very cool yeah do you have any other other ones or should we just keep building on this as we go (laughs) this is i think this would be an ongoing segment of what's a cool writing exercise that we've come up with what you know your your training of the week your writing burpees I, I, I love that. Writing burpees. <laughs> I have one more, and this one's a little bit different. Oh. But this one okay. is specifically for building. Is there nudity in this one? No. <laughs> I mean, Damn wait, it. there could Lisa? be. There could the be. Hell? You can incorporate okay. nudity into this one if you really Thank you. desire. Thank you. <laughs> you can do this one in the nude. <laughs> that, that's all I'm asking. I mean, I don't know why this is such a big deal and why everyone gets all upset. And the Go neighbors and the cleaning lady. You and do the, you. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Thank you. All right, carry on. So first, remove all your clothing and then onward. (laughs) So this one is about like building your endurance um, to write for longer periods of time. And I just Mm. started doing this. But I know that we talked about writing sprints, especially around NaNoWriMo and how they're helpful in increasing your word count. Um, But I know that a lot of people who are suddenly forced to write for two or three hours or four hours at a time find burnout very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so how do you train yourself to be able to write when you have the opportunity to do so for longer periods of time? I think it's about doing timed drills, but not for the sake of 
tracking words, but just saying like, I'm going to practice writing for 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute increments. And then I'm going to move it up the next week to 15 and then the next week to 20. Um, Mm -hmm. I have found that sometimes I'm like, oh, I have two hours. I'm going to do a 30 minute block. And and that 30 minute sprint (laughs) feels terrifying uh, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to run out of stuff in five minutes and then I'm just going to be bored and then beating myself up because I don't know what to write um, or I get stuck. Yeah. (laughs) Or I just stop. Yeah. There's like, yeah, never mind. This is, this trick doesn't work. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, how can you set up, like by, by setting up really small goals and consistently doing those 10 minute sessions and then growing them, yeah. I think there's a way for us to like work up to, like, I'm very used to doing a four hour writing block with like, you know, breaks, obviously, but yeah. I can write four hours at a time or six hours. And I know people who do this mm-hmm. and I'm like, how do you do it? I don't understand. Yeah. It's it, yeah, and it's everything else like endurance, right? Like you can't just go out and say, "Okay, time to, you know, run a ten k." You'll die, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, or you'll be you'll be in so much pain you'll can never do it again. Yes, um, you'll hurt yourself. You'll you know, it's just it, it doesn't. Okay, the metaphor is starting to fall apart a little bit here, but um, yeah, you have to you have to build up to it, and I, and it, there's that emotional aspect too. So have you ever done uh, the couch to five k yes. program? Yes, I have. It sounds like the same idea, right? Mm-hmm. Couch to 5K is you you walk and then you light jog for like a second and then you walk and then you light jog for two seconds. And within, I think, eight weeks, you're, if you keep up, you're jogging a 5K. Mm-hmm. Which you're, you're jogging for, I think, 25 minutes straight, whether or not that's 5K. You know, that kind of depends on your speed, um, which for me was always pathetic, but not important. I just went. But yeah, so I think I like this idea of using these little time intervals to build up your your endurance, train your brain to understand, no, we're still going. Exactly. And on on that note, because I know we've talked about the temptation to like obsess over total word count or words hit per day or like get really into um, pressuring ourselves, right? And so feeling mm-hmm. too confined to a routine. Um, I've started using an app. I have only used it for a week called Clockify. It's on, it's online. It's like a free time sheet sort of software that like a lot of freelance people use to track their time and bill it to clients. But I've actually, uh, extended that from my professional work to my writing because I'm like, I want to know how much time I'm spending on different writing tasks. And Mm. what that allows me to do is designate the writing time for like, this is going to the scripts or this is going to this, this pitch or application versus this is training. Right. And so like, I can start to see those things. Um, and I did find out that sometimes I was saying like, I was writing for two hours, but like when I had to start and stop the clock and then look at the totals, I was like, Oh no, I wrote for probably 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes of that two hour, you know? So it's helpful to see the data, but, um, I also like that because I was able to incorporate other aspects of the writing work that wasn't putting words on a page. That would be very, I'm, I'm, I'm both really curious and terrified to, to do that for my life, to really measure how much time I spend on different things. I think I'm going to have to do that, but just like in general, but also for writing to say, all right, like how, how much are you actually writing and where are you going? Oh, look, Mir, you spent 40 minutes on the name generator site. Did you really need that? No. 
<laughs> but maybe you did because maybe you maybe found I did. a great name and that will help you better set level set your expectations of how much time you need to prep. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, honestly, you also cannot discount wool, wool gathering. That is also right. part of the process. So there is a certain amount of writing that's, uh, you know, just <laughs> looking out the window or, you know. Yep sipping some tea and just kind of waiting for a thing like that's definitely valid it's, it's kind of up to you to find what the you know where that border is but yeah you can't constantly be typing words onto a page for it to count for writing exactly yeah well i am looking forward to doing many of this this training many of this training <laughs> i'm a wordsmith you see melissa they they flow from me just effortlessly. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to trying some of these little training things during the week. And uh, I'll let you know how they go. Yeah. I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm not perfect, but I can't wait. And these are things that I'm just picking up and seeing what works and what yeah. doesn't. And hopefully I'll get better at some specific skills. If nothing else, the mindset I think is really important. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Woohoo. Well, then I think we'll just wrap up by uh, reminding everyone that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, everybody. Bye.